Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. This episode is sponsored by Polymorph Crafts. Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeon Drunks, deep in the Undermountain Underwater Deep, through winding tunnels and past cobalt traps, our heroes have finally found Evelyn. She has re-summoned the devil, and the party has discovered her in mid-conversation with it. The fiend notices the group just as Travancore draws his bow to fire, and the devilin says to Evelyn, Or maybe he will take care of you. And that is where we were going to begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, also known as Obocrazy. I'm drinking Pyramid. I have a new Pyramid. It's Lemon Drop Citrus Pale Ale. It's a new one of theirs. I kind of like it. It's pretty good. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I have a few of these, and so I'm I'm going to enjoy Travancore. Since you got called out by the devil, <laughs> what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is inspired by the fact that we are on Nor'easter 4 slash 5 of the Northeastern Corridor. So snow day means a beer trip, and a beer trip today this time means Lagunitas Dark Swan Sour Ale. So I've had ales that are sour, and I've had ales that are hoppy, but I've never had anything that's both sour and hoppy. So this is an interesting taste in that it has a bit of body, and I think it's actually oddly appropriate for D&D combat. Sour and bitter? Well, it depends on how this goes. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, it's Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magimuscular, and tonight I am having a Cinnabon Fire, which, for those of you keeping score at home, it is cream soda and fireball. Speaking of fireball, tonight's shot of fireball to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or an equivalent spell thereof is dedicated... An equivalent? Equivalent. Hey, I've already had... I've already had some fireball already. It's like so. a Wonka alliteration. <laughs> Shut up! That's that's what the Jersey uh, Oompa Loompas would say. That's they'd be like, "What's the matter, you? Get a job!" <laughs> and this is dedicated to wow. Megan. Yes, uh, Megan, we love the support you are giving us, and um, and w- this fireball shot is for you. We love all our patrons, but tonight we love you just a little more. Oh, also, I have a mini fireball cream soda shot, which I'm taking right now. Okay. Because when you're about to get into a giant battle, might as well have some liquid courage. And if you would like to be a patron of ours, you can uh, find our Patreon. Just search for Dungeon Drunks. We're out there. Carlton, what are you drinking? So not too long ago, I posted the six pack of the Yaritos that I had recently got. And... A friend of the show, Anti-Tectonic, said, please tell me that you have the tamarind one in there. And, sir, I do. I do have Ooh. the tamarind. And so I will be uh, consuming that tonight. And it is pretty tasty. Oh, man. they Good. I frequently see tamarind sodas in, like, Indian grocery stores. I'm not familiar with the flavor of tamarind. And so it's, it's unique, but it's not bad. Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad that this six-pack is going better than the last six-pack. That makes me happy. So I actually like most Yarditos. So I, since I had a bad experience last time, I'm like, I'll make sure I have something unique, but something I'm going to enjoy. 
I've never yeah. coming from San Antonio. I've never actually had yard yarditos, but uh, because it would always seem kind of weird to me, I'm like, I'll just take a Coke instead. But uh, I'm glad they're working out for you. I think they actually the reason I recognized it when he held it up is because I've seen it in North Carolina grocery stores. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they, oh, they get pretty yeah. common everywhere one. now. Yeah. yeah, apparently it's not in Vermont because one of our fans says I've never seen that in my store. But then again, I live in Vermont. So, Vermont, hopefully you'll soon get yaritos. <laughs> I think if you have a large Spanish-speaking population, then you probably have things that they will want. See. And there North you go. North Carolina does, which is kind of awesome. Well, and hopefully we'll find out if, if Canada does. But if not, uh, Bernie, what are you drinking? No, actually, there were some women the other day that came in and were speaking Spanish. And I was like... Oh, okay. Because, like, Durham has a very large Spanish-speaking population. And so it was, like, almost like, oh, it's like being back near Durham. But no. But no. But no. But what are you drinking? I am drinking, I'm drinking actually something local to Ottawa. It's a Kitchissippi Beer Co. And it's a Rattler, which is something I think I'd heard of. It's, like, beer and grapefruit juice. So it doesn't have, like, I don't think a super high alcohol content, which is fine. Because this ain't my normal drinking night. But it's very, like, summery and springy, and it's cold outside, even though it's, we're recording on the first day of spring. And I miss having a spring that feels like spring, so this is my spring. When you're a little further north, spring takes a little longer to really get to you. I know. Something that's <laughs> going to get to someone very, very, very quickly is going to be Travancore's arrow. So... To do a little bit more of a, a detailed recap, because then Travancore is going to make an attack roll and we're all going to roll initiative. What you guys have encountered as you've come down this rough-hewn hallway and Travancore has moved ahead just a little bit to peek around a corner, you can he can see. Uh, Carlton, you can maybe just barely see it, uh, but not much. And the rest of you just hear this. Evelyn and the Devil. Which now you all hear, although Travancore is the only one who recognizes this from the scry that he had before with Arasizik, about, what is that, 10, 20, 30, 40, about 60 feet away is Evelyn, her back to the, the entranceway to this rough rock room that Travancore recognizes. And a few feet in front of her is this giant winged devil creature that has spotted Travancore and seems to be pleased to see him. But as Evelyn whirls around Travancore, I believe you were charging your flare, flare bow and taking a shot. I was. Here goes. Don't forget that you're blessed. Oh, yeah. Well, let's see, that's 1d4 extra, right? Uh, Yeah, on your attack roll. Also, do you not have advantage? Well, no, not for... I don't think I have advantage if it's a... Uh, what do you call it? Um, unless it's outside of initiative, right? If it's like a random arrow... You don't have advantage on this. You've gotten the drop on her, yeah, so you get, get a, a chance to go. Right. You're basically getting a chance to go first, but it, she's not surprised. Yeah, got it. All right, well, for posterity, that's a 30. You well, are yes. one away from a crit. Yeah, well. <laughs> that I'll was drink as for much that. as you could possibly roll. Go ahead and roll your damage. Okay, we'll do the regular piercing damage first. That's going to be 13 piercing, and then we're going to add the extra from the flare bow. It's going to be, ah, one flaming. I love how all your extra, you're like regular super good, and your extra night is like, it's just one. 
Yeah, this arrow slams into the side of her shoulder as she spins around, as she is basically warned by this devil at the same time that you fire. The flare ignites, she reels, and you see her face for the first time. You, you've you seen a picture of her, and you've seen the back of her, but now she locks eyes with you. And in that moment, there is nothing but hatred on her face, as we will all roll initiative. You know what I miss so bad is biscuits. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I Same. don't, like, I could make them, but, like, then there'd be a bunch in my house. I just want, like, one to be healthy, like, not a billion of them. What you gotta do is next time you go to a house party, you make them for the party, and then you only have to have one or two, because everybody else will eat them. Actually, we're going to a birthday party on Friday night, and we're going to do another one on Saturday. I don't know if so I can handle biscuit that. It up. All the parties. So Every party. She requested I make mac and cheese, though. Oh. You can make mac and cheese with biscuits. There you go. Mac and I cheese. I might do that. A side with a side. Life is just... I will, I will routinely eat all sides, so it's... it's also, All sides together make a meal. <laughs> Next time on All Sides Considered. Do, 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 do. Okay. Uh, let me get some initiative rolls. Travancore. Ooh, 21. And Bernie? Bernie got a 17. And Carlton? Uh, I rolled really, really well. And that really, really good roll was a 9. Hey, it's not a 1. It's not a really good roll. <laughs> and Shadow? Shadow rolled a 10. I'm even slower than the terror. Oh, you got your shadow voice. You did it. I have successfully taught everybody here how to speak like my sister's dog. <laughs> my name is <laughs> I am Havoc. And I, as long as you are constantly feeding me, I will basically let you do anything. <laughs> uh, Jonathan? Uh, Jonathan gets a 15 and Bucks gets a 12. Travancore, as is kind of makes sense, you get to go first. You you fire this surprise shot off on Evelyn. She seems to take the damage. And now you've locked eyes with her. What would you like to do? Ooh, bonus action. Hunter's marking her. Charging the flare bow again. And we're going to go. And I have advantage. So let's make this happen. High rolls 26. Ooh. That hits. Rad. I'm just like, Travancore is stone-faced. No clever words. No nothing. It's just she put him in the him or, her or him position in the, probably the worst way possible. All right, 12 piercing, plus three from the flaming, from the, from the flare, charge flare blow, plus two for the, from the hunter's mark. I didn't even need bless that time, so, but I, I have at least. Another arrow. Uh, this one kind of, it, it sinks in deep, but it doesn't stick. It, it hits her side and clatters against the back wall as she grabs it and, and almost hisses in pain. Eyes still locked with you. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Is there anything in the way of cover ahead of me or is it all like wide open spaces? Seems to be wide open. You you can't see it, but you you know from your vision in the room that there is there's some other stuff in the room and maybe a cot, but there's it's just a little bit of a hallway and then this room. Alright, I hold my ground, I'm done. Alright. It is Bernie's turn. Yeah. Bernie, you don't see anything at the moment. You you kind of gather what's going on and you can you see Travancore fire off two quick shots just steal in his eyes okay bernie's gonna kind of like maneuver her way underneath carlton because i forgot i get to do this because i'm a gnome i can occupy spaces that other people occupy 
I learned that. Uh, you can move through. Through, yeah, that's what can, I mean. Well, through, through. Not, uh, not like same space, yep. but like I can move, can move underneath Carlton's legs. Yep. Just as a courtesy, I kind of lift it up to give her a little more headroom when I see that she's coming. <laughs> and gonna kind of like be a little bit south of, I, this tunnel's like big enough that if I'm a little, if I'm next to and a little south of Travancore, I should be a-okay. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt as a second level spell. Okay. On what or who? On on Evelyn. Uh, okay. Mostly because so far, I mean, obviously we're going to have to do something about the devil. We are. The devil. Sorry. That's how you got to say it. <laughs> devil. Devil. It's the devil. devil. You're the devil. I'm stalling for time as I look something up, but that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> that is that is a right. bad thing at an eighth grade I'm level at least. I'm enjoying myself. This, also, this beer is really good. So, okay. <laughs> Spell attack, wisdom plus proficiency. You know, I c- instead of saying wisdom plus proficiency, I could have said your spell attack is an, is a plus eight. But I never bothered to do that. And I do this with every goddamn character I make. So I'm sitting here doing math every session and I hate it. All right. An 11 doesn't it hit. It is D&D. Uh, Evelyn, no. As you move around and kind of take in this room. Aren't you blessed? It's hard to find. Oh, you I am blessed. blessed. Hold on. You are blessed. Go ahead and Is there it would it hit though with a if I a D four, is there any possibility? Go ahead and roll and see what happens. Thirteen. Sadly that still misses. You you go to fire the guiding bolt, but you are so distracted by the giant fiend behind her. It it's a striking visage, especially for a, a holy woman like you are, that your shot goes wide. And I go, oh my god, it's the devil! It's the devil. In a very weird voice that you've never heard Bernie say before. She's like, it's the devil! Travancore, it's the devil! And he's like, what the fuck? Travancore says nothing. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to do? <laughs> Does she look like Taylor Swift? The devil? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just no, got that. she does not. Is her name Becky? You'd have to ask. Well, this uh, red-skinned, now that you can see her, you can see what Travancore saw, this red-skinned, horned, feathery black and red wings, obvious fiend. She has female features and is classically beautiful, is not like a grotesque monster. She is monstrous because of what she is and just, you can feel the the fiendish nature in your soul, even without casting Detect Good and Evil. But physically, she is, if she was made of marble, she would be an attractive figure. Anything else you would like to do? Is there anything? No, because I'm still concentrating to keep Bless on everyone. So... Okay. Yeah. If you're done, Jonathan, it is your turn. I have been waiting to do this ever since I heard we were going up against a devil. All right. So right. Jonathan the Magimuscular, if you'll recall, still has Bucks in his hand. And so yes. he's going to football Bucks and end up right here, just a little bit in front of Travancore. All right. You move into and in, into the hallway, into this room and in front of Travancore. Yes. And as he gets there, he sees the devil and he says, Be gone, fiend! And he holds out Bucks, and as he does, Bucks unfurls his celestial owl wings, and you could swear a little halo comes up over his head, and I fucking cast Banishment. Oh, the devil. Oh, the devil. 
on the nice. table. All right. What is the... Uh, so give me the, the details about that. That is going to be on her a wisdom saving throw DC... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. A charisma saving throw DC 17. Okay. And uh, if she fails, then great stuff happens. Also, I'm really uh, glad you took I will banishment. go ahead and read the spell here real quick. Because we both have it, but I didn't take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you attempt to send one creature you can see within range to another plane of existence. The target must succeed on a charisma saving throw or be banished. If the target is native to the plane of existence uh, that you're on, it's not really relevant because she's not. If the target is native no, to, she's a, not. <laughs> to a different plane of existence than the one you're on, the target is banished with a faint popping noise returning to its home plane. If the spell ends before one minute has passed, the target reappears in the space it left or nears unoccupied space... That is occupied. Otherwise, the target does not return. Okay. And this is this is obviously a magical spell you are casting? It is. Okay. That's so cool. That's a 19. Does a 19 beat it? Uh, it since it's higher than 17, yes. No, no! Sadly, Bucks unfurls his wings, and for a moment, celestial light fills this room. And the... Devil against the far wall grimaces, and she had been kind of just smiling and standing there. Her sword isn't raised, it's in her hand. As you cast this out, um, she shrinks back a little bit in minor annoyance, but nothing happens. All right, and then Jonathan, uh, the Magic Muscular, is going to move with Bucks to the other side of the cave. Why can't I click there? Uh, right there on the opposite side of Travancore now. So you were making a little triangle. Uh, yeah. You kind of duck behind the other side of the cave wall. Uh, sure. There we yep, go. Yep, you kind of duck behind the wall. I'm assuming you're still holding Bucks? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll put him there for now. All right. Anything else? That's it. That was that was super cool. And it would have been super cool. And I kind of wish that it had worked. Well, well, we'll try it again next round. You can. Absolutely. It is the devil's turn. Actually, oh. uh, can I retcon something real quick? I want to actually sure. be, I do want to be right here, uh, one square closer to Bernie and everyone so that I can see them. Okay. All right. Yeah, you can kind of peek around the corner. Yeah. All right. It is the devil's turn. You all hear a voice in your head um, speaking to you, speaking in common, but it doesn't seem to be speaking to you. It seems to be speaking to Evelyn. And you're not exactly sure how you know this, even though you hear this voice in your head. It's, you hear it telepathically, but it is as though you're hearing two people talk at the end of the room. And you hear her say, So you wanted your little fight. What are you going to do now? And it's Bucks's turn. Bucks is going to... As the material component to the spell, uh, do nothing and look up to me. And he sends a image of me in a boxing ring, even though I'm pretty sure he's never. I don't know. He's old. He might have seen a boxing ring. I am on the. <laughs> I'm on the ropes with a black eye, and I look like I'm. I'm beaten. And Bucks is my corner man, like giving me a <laughs> massage, hyping me up. <laughs> that's, that's what he does with his action. All right. It is Evelyn's turn. She snarls at you, Travancore, in Prakanum. Oh, boy. She says to you, 
Well, then it is time. You've come for death. I'll give it to you. Oh, that banishment kicked off a, uh, a shot of fireball because that's a fucking fourth level spell. So cheers, Megan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slancha. Lime. To life, to life, lime. She is going to charge forward and reach out her hand, which is going to then be wreathed in necrotic energy. And Travancore, I Why need gotta you be to make... Well, it, she's casting you could a, ask her. She's casting a spell that I can see. Uh, can you see it? Yeah, Probably, yeah. Insight. You can see her. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, are you going to... I counterspell it. Yay! Yeah! Okay. We're and Carlton doing says our- that in character, why is it always got to be necrotic? Because at this point, I'm very familiar with necrotic damage. And I'm tired of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And, and for the- I think, so, um, this is, that gets rid of spells that are third or fourth level or lower. It's, it automatically counters third or lower for four or higher. I need to roll. Let me confirm what that roll is. I think it's just, I have to make an arcana check, uh, but... Ability check using my uh, spellcasting modifier. Uh, DC equals 10 plus the spells level. All right. I need you to roll for it then. All right. So. Come on, dice gods. Nope. Uh, that is going to be a 10. So if I have to roll, Seven, then that's no. going to be too low. It, well, this fourth level spell does go off and I need Travancore to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that's going to be. Oh. Ooh, nice. It's going to be a 22. <laughs> nice. All right. The blight goes off, but you do manage to avoid much of it. I'm not raging yet. Shit. Wait, do I take damage? No, it's just Travancore. He was the only one. Uh, he made his save. So seven, oh, Jules, is that in reference ten. to me saying I'm not raging yet? Uh, I just realized I was, yeah, I was like, wait, are we all taking damage? No, because if I was raging, I could help negate some of that. Ah. So it would be 39 necrotic damage, but you made your save. So you're going to take half. Oh. So that'll be 19? 19. Yeah, not so 19. bad. Yep. Uh, so she reaches out and says, says this. You take 19 points of necrotic damage. She turns back to the devil and says, Anarnak, get me out of here and summon Indrasardar now! And the devil who'd been holding her action, says some words under her breath, and Evelyn vanishes. I can't counterspell that because I, my reaction's already done. I don't think I have counterspells. That's not a thing clerics do. All right, her turn is done. It is Shadow's turn. <sighs> okay. Um, Shadow's actually going to run up in front of Travancore and take a defensive posture. He's going to ready a, uh, a bite in case anything comes Travancore's way. Um, I don't think he's going sure. to attack the demon just yet, and that'll be it. Or devil, I'm sorry. The devil, I'm sorry. The devil. The devil. Carlton, it's your turn. I'm going to rage, so my sure. ancestral uh, spirits surround me, and then I can talk to her as a free action or as a full action. It's a free action as long as you're not going to you know, give a speech. Yeah. And I kind of mimic what she said about her banishing. Like, Anarak, bring her back and we will set you free from her grasp. And then I'm going to hold an action to chuck a hand axe if she makes any sign of hostility or tries to leave. Uh, roll a persuasion check. Come on, dice gods. You know that's saving throw check. And saving uh, skill checks, no, no. Yeah, no, no. I was like, right, uh, so straight 12. Yeah. So that'll be a 12. Okay. She cocks her head at you and smiles, but doesn't respond just yet. As, as I expect. 
as I grasp my ha- mayonnaise-covered hand axe, getting ready to throw it. You do notice she's still not taken a offensive or defensive posture. She's been standing there, but her sword is still kind of held at her side, and she's got this bemused smile on her face. Travancore, we're back at the top of the round, and it is your turn. Okay, a hunter's marked Ele- Evelyn, so I'm guessing if it, if she's not here anymore, will it, is it dissipated? Do I still detect any of that? Um, what is the range on Hunter's Mark? Ooh, let's see. Hunter's Mark range is 90 feet. Yeah, you sense her. She is further south. Okay. She's just on the edge. Like, she's within 90 feet, just on the edge of your Hunter's Mark range. But, like, if you were to continue going down this hallway and there might be, like, another room, maybe? Like, it's it's... It's as if she just kind of went parallel 90 feet-ish away. Travancore is going to run in the direction. Actually, as a bonus action, I can I can just dash. I'm going to dash in that direction wherever I feel that Eve- Evelyn is. I'm just going to run blindly. I- Devil be damned, as it were. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you can use your move, and then you can what you can do is you can use your action to essentially dash, which would give you twice your movement. I so, think it's like it's uh, a bonus action, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because I... It's something I get like with the Unearthed Arcana, if I remember correctly. Oh, is that a is that a ranger thing you get? Yeah. Usain Travancore sprints. <laughs> well, but the difference, if he can do it as a bonus action versus an action, that's important to know. So he could that theoretically dash twice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could he move, get the dash, full dash. 90 feet, yeah. Yeah, fleet of foot. But beginning of the 8th level, you can use the dash action as a bonus action on your turn. All right. So for your movement, what's, what is your movement? 30 or 40? My movement's uh, for actually 30 feet. So moving it to there, I will be a kind DM. And I will say, you use your bonus action, and you dash, and you move another 30 feet, 60 feet. And you can now see that this, ahead of you, about 50 to 60 more feet. So you're not going to be able to make it this round. But... You move, you bonus action move, and you can see another 60 feet ahead of you, this this hallway that you've been in that's only about 10, 15 feet wide starts to open and curve to the right. You don't see any light, but you definitely see it opening up. Hmm. So there is some other room further down there. You can't quite reach it. Would you like to use your action to move as far as you can? Yeah. All right. And you're another 30 feet from there, we'll say, just so things don't get insane. We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offer stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need to a game day and stay organized at the table. Mimic chests, hero vaults, and tankers offer a variety of ways to bring a dice tower, rolling tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands, coasters, and carrying space to all your games. So check out polymorphcrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at polymorphcrafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com. The wonderful folks behind Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms has given us a code for a free gold chest in their game. What's Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms? Well, it's an officially licensed D&D idle clicker game that you can download and play on your PC via Steam. I've been playing it for a while now, and trust me, it's loads of fun. I usually have it running while I'm editing the audio for our episode. So I'm really excited that we have this offer for our listeners. Gold chests contain five cards from uncommon to rare rarity and give you buffs and sometimes equipment for your champions. Now this code expires on April 8th, 2018 at 9pm Pacific. 
so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. L-E-E-D-F-E-N-T-B-U-R-P-S-P-U-D. So use that code, and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. So yeah, Travancore books it. And I need everybody to roll a perception check. Perceptions of the way life used to be. <laughs> wow. I rolled a one for Jonathan the Magimuscular and then a one on Bucks' first roll. Oh, I forgot Oof. to roll okay. for my doggo. Yeah, animals. So, Jonathan and Bucks, you guys, you were so excited about- Well, hold on. I said first roll. His second roll was a 19. Oh, because Bucks gets advantage. Right. Okay. So, but Jonathan, you rolled a one. Because I'm fucking pissed off that I'm getting dice whipped. Jesus. Well, and you you were so close to banishing this thing, and how epic would that have been? Yes. And it's still kind of churning through your mind. Uh, so, that's uh, you two. Carlton? Uh, I got an 18. And Bernie and Coco Snoot? A 14 and a 13. So basically the same. Okay. And uh, Travancore and Shadow. 17 for Travancore, 12 for Shadow. Jonathan, you're the only one who doesn't doesn't get this. And it later, if you survive, you'll wonder how you didn't notice. The ground starts to shake. Carlton, to your left, the wall starts to shake. Uh, guys, I don't like this. Shadow can see, like, you can all feel the ground trembling. It's it's almost like an earthquake, but you're not sure. And Shadow and Carlton can see the left wall of this room that Evelyn was just in, that this devil is still in, starts to shake. Bernie, it's your turn. Guys? Are there rhinoceroses down here? No. Do you think this is rhinoceroses stampeding? I think it's rhinoceroses. Uh, Bernie's Bernie's gonna actually <laughs> Bernie's gonna. Okay, so which wall is shaking? The north wall. It would be the south wall. So you're looking into this room. the The wall to the south. You don't see it shaking. It's just out of your field of view. I'd say you can see Shadow and Carlton look in that direction when the shaking starts. So you can kind of, you have an idea of something going on. Bernie's gonna, I want to like, almost like insight check this, this, this woman. She obviously knows what's going on. The devil? Yeah, the devil. Okay. Did you want to ask her anything before you insight and see what she says? Because insight is. What was the name of that thing that she was told to summon? Oh, the last thing that Evelyn said before Evelyn went. She said. And I'll repeat it because I'm a kind DM. She said, Anarnak, get me out of here and sum- summon Idrisardar now. Hey, friend. Um, This Idrisardar doesn't happen to be made up of a lot of rhinoceroses or perhaps a dragon. <laughs> oh, what if she's in cahoots with the cave dragon? God damn it. Yeah, that's a thing I legitimately thought was actually just what was going on. On the plus side, we have a name, Anarnak. 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 Um, look, we won't banish you if you bring her back. She smiles at you from across the cave and says, 
There are no rhinoceros coming for you. But Idrisardar has been driven mad with hunger. And then she looks over at Carlton and then back at you, Bernie, and says, But if you can defeat him, then maybe we can strike a deal. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Carlton, babe? I want you to do a little bit of backing up, please. That make me feel a lot better. Thank you. Okay. And would you like to do anything else on your turn? Uh, no. Bernie's... I feel like she wants to ready, like, Guiding Bolt. Okay. To, like, in case something comes bursting through this wall. Yeah, you can ready in action. So you're, you're going to ready uh, Guiding Bolt, you said? Yeah. Okay. Bernie readies in action, ends her turn. Jonathan, it's your turn. I will say, because I'm a kind DM, that as these thoughts are churning through your mind about what happened with the banishment and everything, Bucks basically invades your mind and informs you about the shaking shit that's going on. So you now know what's... All right. uh, I, I look at the devil and I narrow my eyes and I ready a fireball. Yeah. Okay. She she smiles back at you. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a conversation here in a bit. But I don't. You know what? Okay. I don't say anything. It's cooler not to say anything. Jonathan the Mad Muscular is, if nothing, is not cool. So he is just gonna narrow his eyes at the demon, kind of be like, "Well played, devil." And then with all the shaking, he sees Bernie like getting ready to cast. So he's like, Neh. and so he gets ready to cast fireball. At possibly the first cave dragon he sees. Sure. It is her turn. The the devil. It's turn. She sheathes her sword and looks at you all and smiles. And through the wall, the wall explodes, basically. Oh, good. This is great. I just like to say... And a warthog pops out. <laughs> Semi-familiar 30-foot round hole explodes out from the side of this cavern. Oh, no. As a giant worm-like dragon appears. It is very large. Ew, it ew, is... you picked one. It looks like it's got little worms coming off. Oh. It doesn't have little worms coming off. It's hairy. It is more snake-like than dragon-like. It's got the appendages of, like, vestial wings. That is you so see is weird. That's fucked up. Yellowish-orange. You see is this yellowish-orange head pokes through. I was kind of hoping that maybe you guys didn't know this specific dragon, so I'm actually using the correct mini. It is really what that looks like. That yeah, that's fucked up. I have no idea. Hair. Would it be feathers or would it be hair? Uh, it is hair. Does my ready to action go off? Oh, it will. Give me a second. Okay. Let me let me flavor text this shit. Come on. <laughs> She's been waiting for this reveal for a while. Come on. It's, seriously, it's been like months. A dragon-like snout devoid of eyes with multiple rows of sharp teeth, a long gaunt neck leading back into forearms and forelegs with a long barbed tail. The leftover vestiges of wings that still have little tiny, what look like barely able to glide 
bits of, of flesh on them that are more claws now than wings. And as the, the cave explodes out with force, as it grips and charges its way into this space, Carlton, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. This is why we have blessed. All right. And I also have my danger sense because I did see yep. the wall shaking and I saw it burst out. And I also did so. tell you to back up. Mom told you to do something. That's a natural 20 with the advantage. Drink. Nice. Yay. All right. Then you are not blown back. Ooh. It'd be It would be 13 bludgeoning damage, but you take half of that. So it's going to be six. All right. As rocks are thrown forward, as this thing bursts into the room, snapping and snarling. So Carlton, your action would go off first. So I'm raging. Did you name your axes things? Uh, my great axe raging is, let me ask you a question, is the uh, <laughs> the macro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's really amazing. You're throwing something at it? Uh, the hand axe is what I had readied. Okay. Because of distances. Sure. Oh. All right. Uh, will a 12 hit? Uh, hold on. Try, try uh, bless. Oh, wait. Uh, bless. Bless. Yes, bless. Even with the bless of 13? Still sadly no. You shield yourself from the blast of these rocks. I also imagine it's still a little slippery from the mayonnaise, so I don't get the right grip on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're this like constantly is really wiping your hands. Ass, guys. That, that mayonnaise <laughs> just causes as many problems as it solves. And you don't, you smell worse and worse with each passing minute. Hey, at least my smell is protecting you guys from it smelling you, because all it's going to smell is fucking mayo. <laughs> and I imagine a cave dragon is probably relying on smells and not you sleep look so much. Like, you look like the tastiest orc potato salad at the picnic to this cave dragon. <laughs> Show me potato salad. You, sm- you smell delicious. But sadly, you actually end up using the hand axe and some of your, uh, any of the momentum you use to throw this thing to shield yourself from the rocks that come flying in your direction. So your shot does go wide. Uh, Jonathan, you had a fireball ready. Yes. It's a dexterity saving throw? It is. That's an 18. I think that saves, that but you save. still get half damage. All right, so that is going to be 15 damage. All right, the fireball goes off. Do you try to hit the devil as well? Where do you place this thing? No, I don't try and hit the devil. Okay, so it sculpts around Carlton. It does not come close to the devil. You do notice that she doesn't even shield her face from it. Like, it still heats up the room, and even though Carlton is shielded from it, this devil does not seem to care. Uh, but the dragon does oh, get crispy. Oh, I smell even worse now with the mayonnaise. Uncooked mayonnaise. <laughs> you know, oh. I was thinking of not shaping around you so, so I can burn that shit off. <laughs> 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 M- mayonnaise is flammable. Uh, yes, some of the long feeler hair on top of this dragon crisps, and you hear it. <laughs> uh, and now... What about Bernie's ready to action? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. You had a ready to action. So you were going to do a guiding bolt? Yep. All right. Does a 25 hit? Yes, that does hit. All right. All right. How many, how many, how many, how many, how many? 46 radiant damage. Uh, this was second level, though, so wait. So that's 5d6. That's 19 damage, 19 radiant, if that makes any difference whatsoever. Uh, well, it takes the damage, um, and it snarls as this fireball hits it, and then this radiant blast hits it, uh, causing more uh, radiant charred marks as it bursts through this wall. And then 
because it is its turn. And all it's done is move. It is going to move up next to Carlton. Yep, I figured that would happen. It is going to open up its giant maw. And inky black poison seeps out from between its teeth. And it kind of... Out into the hallway. And I need Carlton, Shadow, Bucks, Jonathan, and Bernie to all make constitution saving throws. And don't forget your bless. Yeah, it's basically everybody except for Travancore. Oh, this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be bad. This is not a thing Ooh, Bless can fix. That is, yeah. Oh boy. Oh, well, okay. Thank God I was blessed. I mean, Shadow's blessed. Remember, I used Bless pretty high on to everybody. Get that goddamn you did. bear in there. It's a good thing you did because his advantage yeah. did not help him here. All right, Carlton. Uh, a soft twenty. Soft. Okay, you pass. Shadow. Twelve. Shadow fails. Bernie. Ten. You fail, Jonathan. Uh, nine. You fail, and Bucks. Uh, Bucks gets a ten, so I'm pretty sure he fails too. He fails. Uh, if you failed, you take 45 poison damage. Wow. And are poisoned. All right. Yeah, drop shadow so basically right from jump. Yeah, yeah. Bucks puffs away, <gasps> and I look down as I'm like pained from poison. I'm like, ugh, try to get to back, buddy. Ugh. And like tears are coming down. JMM's yeah, you have eyes. one point of health left. Uh, I should yeah. have two. Shadow is done. He he passes out right all the way. He's unconscious. Yes, yeah, Shadow falls over, hacking, coughing, and unconscious. Uh, Bucks goes back to his realm. Who else takes 45? Carlton, I think you were the only one who saved? Uh, yes. Also, Travancore's down. No, because I was out of the room. No, Travancore was the only one outside of the range. So, so he doesn't take any. Yeah, Travancore doesn't take any. He was uh, way out in the middle of nowhere. So everybody who failed takes 45 If you su- and are poisoned. If you succeeded, you take 22 poison damage and you are not poisoned. Uh, while you are poisoned, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. As this horrible creature, eyeless but still knowing where everybody is, spews forth a cloud of black choking smoke and with that it is done bucks is unfortunately no longer here yep she is no longer there i need shadow to make a death saving throw if he has gone unconscious yeah advantage on saving throws though so yay here we go and i guess the bless is not effective because bernie passed out right bernie Ah. passed out no, no, you're no, still no, up. No, 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 Bernie has 14 points of health. <laughs> right, you're not doing great. But she's up. <laughs> but yeah, she's up. So. Do we add a bless to saving throws? I think we do, right? Yes. Okay, well then, for posterity, soft 20. Dirty 20, if you will. Then, then yes, that's a save. For a second, I'm like, wait, you rolled a 20? He's back up. No, but dirty 20. Okay, so that's that's a success. Carlton. All right. Uh, pull up the halberd. It's time to uh, do my thing that I do. Oh, so well. Uh, Bernie, did your guiding bolt hit the dragon or no? It did. All right, so I have advantage on this first hit. Yes, you do. All right, 26. That will hit. Do I need to break up the damage? Uh, This is the dark halberd? Yes. No. All right, well, I get to re-roll my d4 because I rolled a 2 on that, so that'll be uh, 11, 15 points of damage. 
Okay. Yeah, you slash into it and it, it shrinks back a little bit. You see greenish blood come seeping out of the wound. All right. Uh, guess what? We're doing this again. Okay. Uh, that is a 24 to hit. That'll also hit. Uh, for 14 damage. Then I think... This I'm time gonna... you stab it really hard and it, it once again... <laughs> at you. Am I... Uh, it starts to be surrounded by my ancestral guardians. Okay. Travancore. You've booked your way down this hallway. You hear this shaking and then you turn around to look as this black cloud roils into the hallway you just came from. And as it dissipates, you see your friends looking haggard and poisoned. You see Shadow lying on the ground limp. I keep going. I'm going after Evelyn. I'm going to use my full normal movement to uh, to get as close to her as I can. And I'm going to see if I see the range from just the normal movement. So that's 30 feet. 30 more feet, you just get around where this curve happens, and you can start to see into uh, what is widening into this room, this gigantic cavern, easily hundreds of feet across, uh, about 80 feet up. Um, you can't see the end of it with your dark vision, because it's it's larger than, than that extends to. You can still feel her at the very edge of your perception on your um on your hunter's mark but you cannot see her all right i'm i'm going to dash just as my bonus to see if how close i can get and see if i can see her then okay so you move into the room the cavern that's going to be exciting you might have to go to a different map we're going to move to a different map for a moment oh whoa okay things got confusing <laughs> do 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 new area unlocked kind of so you move into this cavern, which, as I said, is massive. And you just barely, with your movement, kind of get into the, just past the entranceway. You you move fairly much into the room. You still can't see the far walls. They are that far away from you. Um, but you get the sense that she is, once again, still on the edge of your, she is still at the very edge of that hunter's mark seemingly directly south or maybe a little southeast somewhere in the part of this cavern that you still cannot see with your dark vision because right. it's too far away i'm gonna go ahead and fire an arrow Let's see just normal nothing no sharpshooter nothing fancy just to see if like she's hidden or invisible or something go ahead and uh give me an attack it'll be at disadvantage all right and i get to add bless to that so that's going to be a 15 <laughs> you hear a shout in the darkness as it connects. Go ahead and roll damage. Sweet. Are you using your flare bow as again, or have you used all your- No, I charged it both times, so that's all gone. Okay. So, But she has Hunter's Mark. I could add that. 13 piercing plus oh, a one from the Hunter's Mark, because I'm crapping out on those, uh, those nice little bonuses. Okay, 14. You hear her shout. You hear, ah! In the darkness. And while it doesn't completely pinpoint her you can still feel her on the hunter's mark with that so travancore when you look to the right you see there's a giant hole in this cavern leading north and you can just barely see the tip of a tail an orange and black speckled dragon tail peeking out of the end of this hole i wonder who that belongs to detective travancore i demand you investigate <laughs> or kill your or, or kill your cousin, whichever. Yeah, I'd say focus on your cousin. Yeah, kill kill the fucking. Don't let cousin. her get away. Well, he used 
basically everything in order to uh, yeah. get into this room and shoot her. Uh, um, this is just something you would notice because it is within your dark vision range. I'm also going to be a kind DM and say because the dragon is technically no longer in its lair, its lair action will not go off. Ooh, that's good to know. But with that, we will go back to the rest of the party. Bernie, it is your turn. All right. Bernie's thought long and hard about how to correctly use healing spells. Aren't okay. you glad? <laughs> and the only reason she thought long and hard about this is because Bernie's boyfriend has been listening to the podcast and she recalls the bargain that was made many moons ago with the DM <laughs> about using healing spells correctly from this point onward. Yes. Uh, so, the, But you've got options. So the first thing she is going to do is she is going to call upon her guardian of faith. Okay. And she's going to put that guardian of faith. Did we decide guardians? We never played. We've actually never dealt with my guardian of faith in a scenario. Hold on. Well, this is the thing that you, this is the big one that you summon to guard an oh, area, anyway. right? It's 30 feet. So we're just going to put it right up north of, of Travancore. Or not Travancore, sorry, Carlton. Okay. So directly north of Carlton. This, mm-hmm. this is the big one that's the, that looks like, um, looks like your Queen's. Queen Mother Tina. Tina. Okay, yes. It looks like the Queen Mother. Guardian of Faith, uh, for those at home, hovers. It can hover for up to eight hours, but uh, any creature hostile to you, so Carlton doesn't count, um, that moves into a space within 10 feet of the Guardian for the first time unturned must succeed on a dex saving throw. The creature takes 20 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. So she just wanted to give Carlton, like, some help. Okay. Um, Appreciate it. As a bonus action. Okay. Also, none of these are concentration spells, so Bless is still active, which is the other thing I've been navigating this whole time. I'm going to use Mass Healing Word, uh, which is oh. 1d4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier on basically everybody. I have to be able to see them. Uh, yeah, I have to be able to see you, so I can't see Trapicor anymore, can I? You cannot. All right, so basically everybody here... At the very least, everyone's getting back nine points. They're getting back ten points. Everybody gets back ten points. Including the bear. Including the bear. Yeah, well, actually, hold on. Does that, is that how that... It'll include the bear. Bernie? Uh-huh. Well, go ahead and do the healing first, because I made a mistake, so I'll let the healing go through. But oh, then we okay. need to do something. So we're all still very close to death. <laughs> so, but Shadow now comes back to consciousness with ten hit points... Bernie, how much damage did you take? How much damage did I take? I had I had my full health, so I. But uh, you took the f- you took, took the full the amount of the poison. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Was I supposed to make a saving throw? So you were concentrating on bless, and I should have had you make a concentration check. So because I forgot, I'll let the healing go. But I'm going to need you to make a concentration check now. Okay. Um, Because you took the full damage. That was 45 poison damage. So you need to reach half of that. So you need to reach a constitution saving throw of 22. Oh, okay. Roll that to maintain concentration. Yeah, actually. Bless is gone. That's fine. (laughs) Wow! Exact opposite. Wow! Fuck you, Dice! Change okay. that color. So, we'll say that uh, your goddess arrived and steeled your heart for just that brief moment to get off the healing. For for all the people who've used Bless so far, I mean. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
All right, sorry guys for all the, the it, blessed it roles that have happened so it's far. Life of a spellcaster. Yep. Bless has gone away, but you got the healing off, and a couple of people got it. Did you want to move? Um, actually, yeah. She wants to move a little, a little north. She wants to move north enough so that she's like not in the direct like. 10 feet north. Yeah, right there. She wants to have a line of sight on the dragon, but she doesn't want to be within spew range. So you do, you know, having been within spew range, that cloud went around corners. But if you would like to have a little bit of cover from other things, you can move about 15 feet away. You can be next to shadow and kind of around the corner so that you have some cover from it. Yeah, basically any kind of cover at this point. All right. Uh, Jonathan. It is your turn. Jonathan, in a flash of inspiration, looks around and says, who has the bag of holding? Oh, right here. Turn it inside out. And he is going to, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to move to be right there. Okay, so you move kind of through the hallway to about 10 feet behind Carlton. And then he is going to cast Polymorph on the cave dragon. (laughs) Okay. And as he's doing, as he's running up, he's like, is he maneuver? Is he maneuver? And <laughs> he tries to polymorph the dragon. All right. What's the saving throw on, on avoiding being polymorphed? It is a wisdom save DC 17. Okay. It is wise, but it is actually, it has disadvantage on this for reasons. Oh, fuck you. Ah. Nothing so that happens. Would be a ni- Wisdom is is a 19. Right, nothing happens. Roll a 15, even with disadvantage. Am I still turning this thing inside out? No, don't bother. No. All right, because that would spill everything, right? I know. That would spill everything. Uh, anything else, Jonathan? Nope. I'm sorry. That was I, actually no, kind of I, fun. Every, every fucking good shit. idea <laughs> I have comes down to goddamn dice rolls not working out. If only we had Jonathan's powers and my luck. Nothing's been working out tonight. When when it fucking came down to it, it didn't. Nothing works. Great. Might I? Do you? Would you mind if I reminded you that you have twelve points of health and and you have I, some some movement I, to back up? I am well aware of my health. Okay, I just worry about you. You're very close to a drag. I was hoping to be close to an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Which has a fucking oh, that's land awesome. speed of five feet. I am so glad you said oh octopus because I was wondering from earlier if the plural for, rhin- for rhinoceros is actually rhinos or potentially rhinosopodes, depending on the root language. No, I would have turned myself into a goddamn octo- uh, rhinoceros if that was the case. Basically, it was who was going to get polymorphed, me or the dragon, and I chose the dragon, and I fucking chose poorly. Oh. Well... Well, we'll see what happens. It is the dragon's turn. As the devil continues to stand watching idly, the dragon growls at Carlton. I growl back. And it's going (laughs) to come at you with a bite and two claws. Okay, so for the bite, that might miss. A 15? Misses. All right. The first claw, uh, that will hit. Yep. That's a 23 versus your AC. Uh, You're going to take 14 slashing damage. Which is 7. And then the second claw. uh, Does a 16 hit? Uh, That'll miss. Okay. Uh, So you managed to duck and dodge out of the way. Bernie, it's going to take your Guardian of Faith damage. How much is that? Full damage. You make 
a dex save. Okay. Uh, 17. Yeah, so it'll just take 20 points of damage. Okay. No, sorry, sorry, so half a 20, 10, 10, 10. It's been saving against fucking everything. Every little bit helps. And then, nope, it, it seems to be... <clears throat> seems to be clearing its throat. My dog makes that noise. In the other room, this has become the most crazy fight I've ever done. As now we have to move back to the other room. Travancore from the darkness. Evelyn walks out. And basically, she's on the edge of your dark vision range. Like, the reason you couldn't see her is because she was just too far away. And then now she actually moves into range. And she snaps at you again in Prakanum and says, You don't deserve any of it. You don't deserve to have any of this. And she... All right, she is going to cast another spell at you. That's probably going to miss, though. Uh, Does a 17 hit you? Oh, it does. Okay, then she does actually hit as a, a, a dark... You can only see it because it moves through the space. Just a, a pitch black beam strikes you. You are enfeebled. Any... You're going to take... On a hit, the target deals only half damage with weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends, and you can make a constitution saving throw against the spell. <laughs> Score! We gotta end. I gotta find a place to end, but we're in, like, this crazy multi-level fight, and I don't know what to do. It's Shadow's turn. He's got ten hit points. And we should stop there, because I promised that we would only go a few minutes after seven, and it's already been way too long. And that's as good of a place to stop as any. Before the internet crashes. Maybe out again. Jonathan the Match Muscular will find his mojo next time because he is sucking it up tonight. Maybe we won't die next time. Oh my god. The party is split. The dragon is fearsome. Evelyn is hiding in the darkness. Things are dire, but damage is being done, and we're gonna have to pause here and next week. We will resume. It will be Shadow's turn. He has 10 hit points and is prone on the ground next to Bernie. And he has no idea where Travancore is. There's a dragon and shit must be done. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our artifact and wondrous tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Michael Lapointe, aka Vazarus, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.